Today's show is brought to you by Audible. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. Just go to audibletrial.com stuffpodcast and browse the unmatched selection of audio programs. Download a free title and start listening. It's that easy. Go to audibletrial.com stuffpodcast. Hi guys, welcome to Star Wars Stuff Podcast. My name is Rudy. I'm Brooke. I'm Ray. And here we talk all things Star Wars, all things Star Wars. And big news today dropped from Disney. The casting of the Obi-Wan series has been set. Obviously, they didn't show us all the casting of who's going to be on the show, but they did show us some of the main players. And I got to say, like, this looks awesome already we knew that ewan mcgregor is going to come back and reprise the role as obi-wan hayden christensen surprised everybody and said he's coming back and going to be playing darth vader and anakin skywalker so we know we're going to see some flashbacks um, of the clone wars which means we'll see that iconic uh jedi armor uh, we have moses ingram which is going to be awesome joel Ed- edgerton coming back as ben uh ben solo uncle ben um, yeah, Bonnie, uh, was it Pice? Bonnie Peace? Bonnie Pice? I don't know how to say her name. Uh, Kumail Najani, Indra Varma, which we heard before she already signed on as a show, but they did not say who her who she was going to be playing. Rupert Friend. Friend? Am I saying his friend. name right, Ray? It looks, friend. It's spelled friend, so I assume it's pronounced friend. Okay. I, I can't read. I'm <laughs> we dyslexic. are not professional name pronouncers, so <laughs> we do not. apologize to anyone's name. We butcher. Yes. O'Shea <laughs> Jackson Jr., who is my biggest surprise so far, was not expecting the son of Ice Cube to be part of the Star Wars family. But hey, man, it's, it's going to be awesome to who see him on a Star Wars film. doesn't want to be part of Star Wars, though? Like. <laughs> Soon, Seriously, soon sign came. me up. Yeah, I'll be, I'll be literally anything. I'll be a rock in the corner. Like just <laughs> soon, Kang from the Fast and the Furious movies coming in. Han lives. Hashtag Simone Kessel and Benny Safdi. Safdi. Um, that rounds up the major players that that were announced today for the Obi Wan series. Again, this is going to be pretty awesome with this kind of star-studded cast so we know the three major players ewan mcgregor hayden christensen and uh and joel edgerton gonna be playing ben solo obi-wan and anakin and darth so who do we think that these other characters these other stars are going to be playing in the series Joel, joel edgerton is he he's um isn't he Uncle Ben? Uncle He is he's or, Uncle or not Ben. ben. Is it no, ben? Owen. Uncle Owen. Owen. Uncle Owen. Owen. Yeah, Owen. I was I'm like I was like Uncle Ben. ben. That doesn't sound right. I'm no. Uncle Owen. Oh, Uncle and then Owen. Bonnie is Aunt Baru, correct? Aren't yes. Weren't they from uh, Revenge of the Sith? Like I didn't like recognize them at first, but then someone said something and I was like, "Oh my gosh, like See, and I didn't know that that was Bonnie in Revenge of the Sith. I knew the Joel like Edgerton. It looks like her. I mean, I could be very wrong, but I mean, yeah, it's, either way their casting was spot on for that. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, who, did, did, who go oh, ahead. Sorry. I was going to say I heard a few rumors about the cast. Um I heard that Moses um, Ingram could potentially be a young Ahsoka. Um, and I heard that, um, oh my goodness, Indira, I'm sorry if I said her name wrong, um, could possibly be Satine. Um, those were a few just like, you know, scrolling through TikTok, people doing their like, oh, what ifs? And I was like, oh, those actually could be really cool. So, couple potential. Now, would Satine be in a flashback? Yes. I feel like she would have to be. Well, not necessarily, because does anybody really die in Star Wars? I mean, we watched Maul cut her in half. Satine is definitely dead. We also watched Maul die, so, you know? You know, that would be really funny if she came back with robot legs, like, bitchy butt. And she just runs around screaming, Maul! All right, make it happen. <laughs> so Satine would definitely be a flashback moment. Um, 
and or to like have an her on there. Like, ooh, yeah, an apparition so, would be cool. Yeah. And mm. a, a force ghost for someone who's not a force user. That's going to be right. awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, who knows? I don't know. It could be hallucinating. Hallucinating. Could there be. you go. I mean, all that time by himself on Tatooine. Mad and hallucinate. hallucinate too. <laughs> <laughs> Although I do have one complaint about this cast. What's there that? is no Sabe. There uh, is no Sabe. No. That gives me more time to ramp up my campaign to make myself Sabe in the Star Wars universe. It's got to happen. I got I want to play Sabe, man. Um you <laughs> But you, also you, you deserve to play Sabe. You do ah. des- you're like her biggest fan. Yeah, I know too much about her. <laughs> but How I do sent- you know just enough. Oh. I sent the photo of the cast to my friend and she immediately picked out Rupert friend and he plays oddly enough connections. He plays George Wickham in pride and prejudice opposite Kira Knightley's Elizabeth Bennett. Oh, So she said, well, who is Rupert friend going to be forced to marry now? Because his character in that movie was forced to marry somebody. So we could have had a little like Pride and Prejudice reunion. Oh darn. <laughs> we could have. That that would have been amazing. Uh now Rupert Friend kind of I kind of have a feeling he might be our villain in this. And I think our villain is probably gonna villain. be a bounty hunter. He's yeah. got a good like villain face. Yeah, like he also I don't know how to <laughs> describe it, but yeah, like, he I also looks exactly like Orlando Bloom. So oh, pull that back picture to- back up. Let me see. Pull the picture back up. All right. Yeah, I got to see this. Orlando, you are, you are 100% correct. That yeah. is Will Turner. <laughs> exactly. It's the <laughs> facial hair, man. She yeah. said Will Turner. But, look, Will Turner was one of my first loves ever. Hey, and Will so, Turner is opposite Keira Knightley, too. I, yeah. Where is she? All right. Escape yeah. it. <laughs> so it's funny that you mentioned Satine for Indira uh, Verma. I... You know, when they announced that Hera was going to be coming back in Rangers of the New Republic, I immediately thought of Indira because I think she would make a great Hera um, just because she already has has the look and with the makeup. But she would also play a great Satine. And I'm thinking that this is going to be an Obi-Wan centered series. Um, it, it More than likely, she will be playing Satine. Now, going on through the rest of the cast, I think uh, David sent it sent the message to us earlier in our chat that Kumal is probably going to be some type of droid. I can see him playing that with given his type of humor. Mm-hmm. Um, it fits in very well with an Obi-Wan style of humor. So I can see him being the droid um, in this, in this series. Every now, they, Star Wars, like whatever what, little saga has its, has its droid, like has its iconic droid. So I could definitely see him being a really good fit to play like a good comedic droid in this yeah. show. Now, O'Shea Jackson, Ice Cube Jr. I mean, this guy, he's he's an awesome actor. I first saw him when he, he played his own dad in um, Straight Outta Compton, and then he went in on to do a couple other action movies. So I'm excited to see him in the Star Wars universe and with the Star Wars family. I'm thinking more of a bounty hunter kind of a feel for him. Uh, or maybe even, you know, maybe playing the second in command for the, for the villain, or maybe someone trying to help out Obi-Wan. It's going to be interesting to see where they take his character. Now, Sang Kang, Han lives, like, I don't know what he's going to play. Like, he's going to be some type of nomad or something. I have no idea, but I'm excited I to I have just feel like Han I know in our so- universe. I just I know so little about the show. It's just like it could be anything. I know. All we well, can do I is mean, speculate. We, we know we we know that the show is going to take place 10 years after the events of Revenge of the Sith. We know from what's been told to us that it's going to be centered around Obi-Wan obviously. Hayden Christensen's going to be playing Darth Vader and Anakin in almost every episode. Um, I believe there's rumored to be six of them. So we know that we're going to get flashbacks. We know that we're going to get a duel between Darth Vader and Obi-Wan a second time um, other than on Mustafar. I'm so curious how it, they're going to explain that because in A New Hope, they very much like, like Anakin. There's a one-liner. Dead. 
There's what is, a one-liner. What exactly? what the, one, the one-liner, Darth Vader said, I haven't felt this presence since, and then it cuts off. Oh, so they can do it. They can do they, it. They can definitely do it. It's definitely possible. And this okay. is still early enough in Anakin's life or Darth Vader's life where he still has that struggle of finding who he is and actually killing off Anakin Skywalker. And this actually might be the point in time where Obi-Wan says, can finally say, oh, Darth Vader has finally killed Anakin Skywalker um, in, internally. So I think from what they've released to us, this show is going to be over the top out of this world and nothing like we've ever seen before on Disney plus. I think it's going to blow everything that we've seen so far from like uh, the Mandalorian standpoint away. Um, and it's just going to be its own thing. And every fan wanted an Obi-Wan movie and you were getting a six part movie. And if you think about it, we're actually getting a Obi-Wan trilogy because it's six episodes, probably about an hour a piece. Just saying. Yeah, I was just going to ask, do you know how long they are? Or is it just estimated an hour? Estimated about an hour apiece. I how long so. are the Mandalorian episodes? Mandalorians range 30 to 40, maybe some are 20. Yeah, the, the first there. the first season averaged anywhere between 25 to 35 minutes. Second season was anywhere between 35 to 45 minutes. First, the first episode of season one of season two was about 50 minutes. Um, but you can tell that uh, the budget definitely went up for the second season, which allowed them to have a little bit longer production. Um, yeah, with again, dramas, I feel like uh, the runtime usually is extended, whereas like comedies are more like the shorter 25 to 30 minutes. Well, I think I think they wanted to extend the Mandalorian's uh, episodes, especially after the popularity of the first season. But it also had that formula of just giving enough to making the fans want more every every episode. And they had some pretty epic episodes in The Mandalorian. So I, I can only guess what they're going to bring to us for the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. Um, something that, I mean, Hayden Christensen retired. He said he was no longer going to act. And for him to come out and said immediately, without hesitation, say, I'm doing this for this Obi-Wan Kenobi series, like it has to be something epic. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm so stoked for this. I can't wait. Production starts this April. Um, I believe they're shooting, um, I think somewhere in the UK. April is literally next week. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. <laughs> mm -hmm. it's, Just throwing it's, that out there. It's so weird to have a normal length of time dedicated to March. Yeah. Like yeah. we don't have March 60th this year no. no we're really going into april we're going into <laughs> it's april. happening it's happening uh if production starts uh, like you said next week or sometime next month uh we don't i don't i don't think i know where they're shooting i don't know if they're shooting mainly in la or if they're going to go overseas to the uk and shoot um or i've heard i've heard rumors of them shooting out near boston as well so it, it, they they multiple locations, multiple shoot shots. I think it's going to be probably the end of 2021, beginning of 2022 is when we'll actually see the finished product of Obi Wan Kenobi. Um, and by that time, we should have Book of Boba Fett, um, as well as the little teasers of Mandalorian season three. So this is going to come out right at the right time. I don't see it coming out the same time as the Book of Boba Fett. Maybe either before or after. Yeah, I don't think they'd release more than one series at a time. I think it would like it butt up against kind of like what Marvel's doing. Yeah, um, where one se series ends and the next one picks up. So mm -hmm. I could see like the beginning of twenty twenty two. Yeah, I think that's a good guess. But I mean, even in the meantime, we're gonna get a lot of like sneak peek stuff. So. Oh yeah, oh yeah, for sure. I don't, I don't know if we are. I think we're getting oh, what what everybody. I think we're getting what Disney wants us to have or what Lucasfilm well, wants us to have because like, they're not, because they Lucasfilm has been really good at sitting on things and not really revealing a lot. Now we, we have been seeing lately a lot of more releases of the Andor set pictures, but they're just overhead drone footage that you just see a mass of people standing around. It doesn't really tell us anything. It doesn't really, I mean, we know that they're in the middle of a town, looks like on a desert planet, but it doesn't really show us anything or give 
give us any kind of clues as to what's going on. All you see is just a bunch, bunch of people standing around. And I think David had texted us earlier that some plumber on set saw a a, a, a Wookiee, a brown Wookiee walking around. I, I don't know it if that's even true. It, it could mean anything. And um, he's a plumber. Yeah. Are, are we, are we going to trust the word of a plumber? <laughs> I don't no know. I know some pretty. I know some pretty good plumbers, <laughs> but I don't know. Uh, I commend it, them. Like I can't. I could not do their job. No. So. But it, y'all are rock stars. <laughs> I, I I think we're gonna see snippets. I think reveals of who's playing what and what characters are gonna be in. We might see maybe pictures of of the characters and of the actors in full costume or in full makeup. Uh, but I don't think we'll get any kind of story details. Um, I'm really, I'm really wanting the Jedi battle armor to come to real life. Cause that, if that comes out, geez, I can only imagine three quarters of celebration is just going to be nothing but Jedi armor. It's going to be amazing. Yeah, the Rebel Legion better gear up because they're gonna have so many submissions. <laughs> so <of those>. many <laughs> submissions, like Jesus, it's gonna be crazy. And then let me see, what else did did we have? Okay, so Sebastian Stan is obviously doing a publicity uh, tour for Falcon and the Winter Soldier, who that is premiering every Friday on Disney Plus. You can catch us on Marvel, the Marvel Stuff podcast, where Ray and everybody talk about and review the episodes as they come out on, I think, the day of or the day after, and you can hear those episodes every Monday as well. Uh, but because he's on that press tour. There's been so many fan-made rumors that Sebastian Stan should be, you know, cast as as a young Luke Skywalker, and he does have does bear a striking resemblance to a young Mark Hamill. It's uncanny. It it really is. Like just looking at him, you wouldn't necessarily like. I don't know, like like I don't see it like right away, but then like when I see people like just put his face like on Luke Skywalker, I'm like, it's literally him. I've seen like face swaps of mm. him like on Luke Skywalker's body and it's like I have a hard time telling if it's Sebastian or Luke or um Mark. It's it's insane. They they have to take advantage of that opportunity. It's right there. He's mm. already in the Disney family. Yep. Yeah, so like I said, he's he's been on this um this publicity store, Falcon Winter Soldier, somebody finally asked him the question. A reporter finally asked him the question if he is going to play a young Luke Skywalker. And he did not mince words with his answer whatsoever. He did not even hesitate one bit. Um, he said flat out, if Mark Hamill were to call him and ask him personally and give him a blessing to play Luke Skywalker, he would. I saw this and I read it and I immediately posted to our Facebook group that, you know, Hey, Mark need to pick up that phone. You start, <laughs> you need to start calling people because Sebastian Stan as young Luke, Luke Skywalker would be awesome. And I think would be the, f- would, would it be the first Marvel star to kind of cross over to Lucasfilm and play both a, a star Wars uh, character as well as a Marvel character. I think um, for at I least mean, like it, a big name character. Yes. Yeah. I was going to say, cause technically Monning when, um, yes. voice of Mulan, she was, um, agent may in agents of shield. And then she was Fennec Shand. Is that her last mm-hmm. name in, the, in yeah. the Mandalorian? So she technically, crossed over but she wasn't in like any of the big films yeah so this would be like the first major like not that major star but major character from a from a major marvel film to cross over and play another major character from uh from star wars and for those of you guys who haven't seen it yet this is who we're talking about. Oh, just there's <laughs> no it. difference. It's just the definition of it, the photo. The yeah, Sebastian Stan's photo. He's got a little more, more stubble. Like that's the only difference. Yeah, it's and the same Stan, mouth, the same <laughs> eyes, the same eyebrows. Like I, 
I I would I will say that this picture has probably been altered a little bit to kind of make it look exactly the same, but it wasn't altered very much. And there is a very big, uh, very big similarity between the two. Uh, so Sebastian Stan as young Luke Skywalker, um, do you would you see him having his own series or would it be just him popping up? in maybe all of the series that were announced, Rangers of the New Republic, Mandalorian, Book of Boba Fett. Um, we know we're going to see a, a child, Luke Skywalker, in Obi-Wan, who they did not announce who's going to be playing that. Um, so that we may not see him directly, but we know we're going to know that he's there. Um, I, I, think, I, don't, go ahead. I think it would be great to put Sebastian Stan in like Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. So you can see like Luke training Grogu um, mm-hmm. because that'd be the perfect opportunity. Honestly, they should have brought him in for Mandalorian, even if it was just to help with the face yeah. <laughs> animation. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the face debacle. <laughs> so here, here's my theory. I don't think Luke Skywalker is going to get his own series. Unfortunately, no, he had his own he has his own saga. Yeah. That's kind of like so, the same thing when a friend of mine asked if I would want to watch a Darth Vader trilogy, like a Darth Vader backstory. I was like, "We already did, have did you see the prequels? <laughs> yeah. Like, that's what, more could we, what more could we get? Uh, hold on. So everything after Revenge of the Sith to leading up to New Hope, we don't, I mean, we know about because we read it. It's comic well, book. It's canon. It's like that. That's piece not really of the, his that, backstory. That piece yeah. that because we saw it, him become Darth I, Vader. In no, episode we saw three. We, we saw Darth Vader come to life, but we never saw the struggle between Anakin and Darth Vader, and Darth Vader actually killing off Anakin in his own mind. Touche. So it. I would say that chunk of time would be interesting to explore. And, and here's and here's my thing for a Luke Skywalker spinoff. I wouldn't mind seeing his own series, even though I know it's not going to happen. I wouldn't mind seeing his own series if it plays the part of him training Leia as a Jedi, because that because mm. that that piece has always troubled me about the new trilogy in the Rise of Skywalker when they showed Leia training as a Jedi. And you can ask James about this because me and him have discussed it multiple times. I always have issues with that because there's nothing within Star Wars canon that suggests that she trained as a Jedi. Was she force sensitive? Absolutely. But nothing suggests that she trained as, as her own standalone Jedi. So if they were to do a Luke Skywalker spinoff, I would love for them to explore that part of his history. What what what's y'all's thoughts? Yes. <laughs> that would be <laughs> super interesting to see cuz I think Leia, I would like to see something I I would like to see more of Leia if I'm being mm-hmm. completely I would rather see more of a Leia either either a backstory or like with her training like stuff like that than a Luke Skywalker series. Or even yeah. Leia, like, on Alderaan. Yeah. yeah. They have the book. I have it. I, I haven't read it yet, but the the book, Leia. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where it talks about, like, you know, her time, like, while getting into the Alliance and everything. So that would be really cool. Yeah. So what I think they will do with, if they do decide to cast Sebastian Stan as Luke Skywalker, they're going to spread him out between all of the major series coming out. Again, Rangers of the New Republic, Mandalorian, Book of Boba Fett, Ahsoka. But I think his role will play a bigger part in the Ahsoka series. Can you imagine Ahsoka meeting Luke Skywalker for the first time? I'm already crying. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Just like talking about Anakin even just like I can just like picture the the conversation you know because Ahsoka knew Anakin Skywalker Luke knew Darth Vader like just come just ugh. you know it, it, it's crazy because like right now all the hype is on Marvel and what they're releasing and it's not to take away anything from what Marvel's doing and all the fans are kind of stagnant waiting for the Bad Batch to come out on May the 4th and they're just like, you know, there's really nothing really going on in, in the world of Star Wars right now. 
But if you actually sit down and start putting some of these pieces together and start thinking of what they can come up with and Lucasfilm has in their pocket, the future that they have for Disney Plus as well as theatrical is going to be through the roof, um, especially with the content creators that they have coming on board. So that covers that with Sebastian Stan possibly playing Luke Skywalker. I will say this, Mark Hamill, if you're a listener, first of all, thank you. Secondly, <laughs> pick up the phone, call Sebastian Stan. It Give has him to a be jingle. Done. Give him or a jingle. Or if anybody who listens knows Mark Hamill. I mean, he's already Give him a jingle. He's already made for the role. Panic. He's he's a very powerful person that walks around with a metal arm. He's already made for it. So let's just let's just make it happen. Wait, so you're right. He already has a metal arm. He's already he already knows I mean, it's, what's happening there. He's already <laughs> It's flipped, but it's still, he, he knows how to do it. <laughs> so to get me to be Sabe, do I need to just start spreading photos of me and Kira Knightley side by side? <laughs> yes. You, know, you literally like every you, time yeah. I see Kira Knightley, I'm like, oh, it's right. Like you literally, like you Absolutely. look so much. You know like how many times fans have will into existence? Crazy. That's true. Someone will have to do that. You Find know, fans a photo have, of me and superimpose me next to Kira Knightley. <laughs> Can you do some of those yeah, um the oh, what the reface? Oh yeah, reface I did thing? I did a reface did with um Elizabeth Bennett, Pride and Prejudice oh 2005 Kira Knightley. Are there ones of her as Sabe on there? No. Ugh. Okay. Okay, somebody with a premium reface account <laughs> put Sabe Make on there. <laughs> reface it with me. <laughs> you got you can find all my photos on my Instagram. Yep. Scavenger okay. Patch Kid, just saying. Scavenger we gotta make this happen. <laughs> we, we, Dude, we have to. Absolutely. Fans fans have willed things into existence before in the Star Wars world and in the Marvel universe. I'm sure they can will this into existence. You deserve to play Sabe, right? You'll be a great Sabe. So now, as both of you know, I am a huge nerd into the books, especially the new the new books coming out into the High Republic era. The next book to come out is going to be Kevin Scott's Into the Storm, which is the sequel to uh, The Light of the Jedi. That was the first major book released in the High Republic era. Now, Kevin Scott did a podcast for comicbook.com basically talking about, you know, him being a part of the creation, the the created the creative team behind the High Republic era, and they were he was asked the question about the Acolyte and the High Republic. Now, the Acolyte is a Disney Plus series that's going to be probably the last series released on Disney Plus for Star Wars. It was the last one announced at the Investors Day call um, by Kathleen Kennedy, and it is the only series that is going to be based at the end of the High Republic era. Now, the question is. What Does is the, the the end of the High Republic era? Do we have like a kind of date for that, or are they just that's just what they called it? That's just what they called it. They just okay. we just know that when they announce Acolyte, it picks up at the end of the High Republic era. So there's been speculation as to when that actually is. So the question was, does the High Republic story affect? the Acolyte, or does the Acolyte storyline affect the High Republic era? And Captain Scott came out and said uh, plainly that they had been working on the High Republic era story for years, um, even before the concept of the Acolyte came out, and that the Acolyte had no effect on the, on the High Republic story. Now, whether or not the High Republic story affected the Acolyte and how that concept came to be is still unknown, but as we know with with Lucasfilm, they have been able to kind of work in these storylines and kind of piece them together very flawlessly and seamlessly as they will be doing with the Obi-Wan Kenobi series with a, a fight between Darth Vader and Obi-Wan um, just because of that one liner that's in A New Hope. So do y'all think that the High Republic books, the way those end is going to kind of affect the way the acolyte starts out and what do you think the acolyte is going to have going to contain i don't know <laughs> that's <laughs> well, kind of the know, like exciting thing is that i just i don't know <laughs> well we know we know it's a female a female lead is going to be in the acolyte it's going to uh, be a female yes. lead role i so, love that 
cool. You make all the fanboys cry. Yes. And given given the name, we assume that it's going to be centered around the dark side of the Force or the Sith. So I predict that we're going to see a, a Plagueis finally come into canon. Uh, a probably middle age has been wanting for quite a while. So that would be really cool to see. Maybe a Plagueis and at the end of it, probably seeing a young Palpatine from Naboo. Uh, what come, if come into this, play? Do they ever specifically say that Dark Plagueis is a man? He is a uh, is oh. it a, a moon or noon? <laughs> uh, he's he's part he's part of like the banking clan species, so he is a man. Yes. Grr. Okay. Yeah. Um, now his his master <laughs> Darth Tenebris that. That's still okay. that's still that's like still up, up in the air. That's still okay. up in the air. Um, but the hope is that we do see some type of of Sith Lord, as in Darth Plagueis or a young Palpatine, come into play at the end of Acolyte. Um, now, for me personally, the the way the books have been going, they've introduced two major um, antagonists into the storyline. You have the Nihil led by Marcion Rowe. And then out of the new book by Claudia Gray or not so new book, it released month, like a month or two ago. Um, you have the drain gear, which is like, just think of giant plants, you know, plants versus zombies, but in real life it's, it's, it's weird. Um, Are the they're, plants? They're, yeah. They're like, like giant plants and they're like, they're, they're basically indestructible. Are like they, they like, planted or are we talking like a Groot situation where like they're walking around so like a Groot situation <laughs> okay like, <laughs> like like a very Groot situation but with more foliage okay and, so and sentient oh, like, plants. like the ends sentient maybe? plants yes okay all right um and then in 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 uh claudia gray's book they even take uh they even take a strike with a lightsaber and they just fuse back together and laugh it off and just walk around. Not to hmm. give away any spoilers, but the okay. Sith were so right. the, the Sith were so scared of these things, they they put a kind of a bind on them to keep them at bay, not not the Jedi. So it's hmm. there's there's a whole new level of threat to both the Sith and the Jedi in the High Republic. So but nothing's really clear as to the path of the storyline. Like we don't know what the end game is. We don't know who who's going to be introduced when the when the end of the story comes out. I probably we're probably going to see some type of Sith Lord be introduced. Um, but so far, no groundwork has been laid to introduce that person if there is one. So again, the acolyte not affected by the high Republic or the high Republic, not affected by the acolyte. But for some reason, I think they're going to be able to make both stories work with, with each other. Uh, now, Brooke, last week you, you talked about going to an event and you went, and I know yes. you wanted to, wanted to talk about that. So the yeah, floor is yours. So I mentioned it last week. Um, Ashley Eckstein, the voice of Ahsoka Tano um, was just did a very, last minute like a little talk like it was just at um the amc theater in disney springs one of the like smaller theaters she just kind of sat up on the stage and just did a little talk and it was titled um curating your dreams so just it was small intimate super cute um it was her and her mom were out there and um they were just so cute like just she's such like a wholesome person like she just seems like any other person you could run into on the street she just loves disney loves star wars her whole presentation was alice in wonderland themed i guess that was like her movie growing up so like just super cute um and yeah i obviously can't give like the whole lecture that she did um but it was just it was really nice it was um specifically for like women's history month so like kind of aimed toward like there were definitely some guys in the audience um but aimed towards like girls and like helping them kind of like achieve their dreams she started off talking like about her past um she i didn't know this but she grew up in orlando florida like her dad was a cast member and she was a cast member at one point and i was like oh how interesting just loves disney um and so I was like the person in the, like, I was taking notes. I was like, this is so cool. This is so fun. Um, 
Yeah, Did she answer she, any questions about uh, about her experience in Star Wars? Because she did. I believe she was the voice of Ahsoka in Clone Wars, and she also was the voice mm-hmm. of Ahsoka in The Rise of Skywalker in that last part that yep. when Ray said, come to me, she was the one yes. who, who she said the voice. Yes. Did she? she was, and in Rebels. So those yeah. three things. Um, and yeah, she. I mean, she talked about like when she like decided that she like wanted to be an actress. I guess she had she had gotten into college, didn't say which one, and she was like, you know what? I. She was like, so you don't like not to knock college education, but she was like, you don't have to have a degree in acting to be an actress. And I was like, oh, interesting. So she had like started, and she was like, you know what? I'm gonna drop out. She moved to L.A. and she said it. She was like, you know what? It wasn't easy. She said it took her about like four years to really get anywhere, and she was like, it was probably around 400 auditions, and you know, just constantly being told no, no, no. And she was just like, you know, like just don't let that discourage you. And I was like, oh my gosh, like. You, you think Ashley Eckstein, she's this big, successful person now. To think that it took her four years to get anywhere, like, this just kind of, like, makes you feel a little better about yourself. Like, thinking, like, you know, like, you know, things don't just happen overnight. Um, And so, yeah, she talked about, like, she was, I didn't know this. She was in That's So Raven. She was, like, yeah, she was, like, the, the school bully. I like need to go back and watch it. Yeah, I was I'm, like, I'm googling this. I couldn't believe it. She and then she like did the voice, and it like struck something in the back of my subconscious because it. She like put on a very fake, like annoying voice, and I was like, oh my gosh. So just, oh like, my gosh, she is. Yes, I, she's Muffy. Yes, okay, that's her name. Oh, I was like, no way. I had no idea, and she like. I also saw her, oh, what was the movie? Sydney White, I believe. She played mm-hmm. one of the girls in that. So just like little things that she was like, you know, had done along the way until she kind of hit um, Ahsoka. And um, yeah, and she talked about even, oh my gosh, I could just go all day. She, I remember she specifically was talking about her. She kind of hit like a low point right before she created her universe, the clothing brand and whatnot. She said that she was in Canada. She had moved to Canada with her husband because he was a um, baseball player and he had gotten signed by some Canadian team or something. And that because she was not in LA, all of her agents were just like, if you're not here, you're not auditioning and just dropped her out of nowhere. And she was like, oh my gosh, what am I supposed to do? She like had to kind of like reevaluate. And she was like, I've just, I've been an actress forever. And that's when she kind of was like, okay, I have a cell phone and a laptop and an internet connection. What can I do? And that's where her universe was born. Basically. She was like, she grew up being, she calls herself a fangirl. She was always a fangirl, big on star Wars. And there just really wasn't a market for female Star Wars clothes, like for women and girls. And she said she did some research and about at the time there was like 45% of Star Wars fans were women and girls, but there was absolutely no clothes marketed for them. But about 85% of like Star Wars merchandise purchases were by women and girls. And she was like, these numbers are not adding up. So she, she was like, you know what? I'm going to make one. And so she created her universe. And I was like, that's, awesome i have a few her universe shirts like super super cool um yeah oh also fun fact her favorite star wars character you guys want to take a guess as to who it is before is it ahsoka tano i'm just gonna take a guess (laughs) um oh right it is in fact r2d2 Ah, perfect. <laughs> she was like, he's he's always there. He's like, he's the ride or die. She's like, he's always there. Um, R two. R two. That is yeah. he's, next time favorite Star Wars character. I would have to agree. He's so he saw he sold. He sits at now my number one spot for favorite droid. It's him, and then K two S O right below. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's. That's awesome, Brooke. That's a great experience you guys that, that you had. And I'm, I don't know. I remember you had sent the picture of the tickets whenever you got it. You were so excited yeah, to go watch her speak. Stoked. Yeah, super stoked. And she actually, um, she did a little Q&A at the end. We all like submitted our questions via a like QR code and I don't know how it worked, but she, she answered my question. And what was like, your question? What was, what was your question? So I, I don't have her answer memorized. 
notes, but I can like do like a summarized version. So I had asked, um, what is your best advice for women and girls who are just kind of struggling to find their path and are just struggling to make their dreams a reality, basically? And she um, mentioned she was like, well, I did write this book. Like she was like, I'm like, she gave me an actual answer too. she was like, I wrote this book and it's called It's Your Universe. And I was like, oh, my gosh. So like I actually bought the book and I only read like the little intro before I got busy. But it seems like it's super cute. It's just kind of like one of those like, you know, you've got this, you're awesome books. But it's very much inspired by Disney and Star Wars. Um, and it just it seems super cool and super cute. So I cannot wait to read it. And um, basically, like short answer, she said, don't be afraid to fail. She said, I, you know, four years, 400 auditions. Like she was like, don't be afraid of failure. Like things don't just happen overnight. And I was like, OK, like that was so like I, I did. I recorded her answer. I did not know if recordings were allowed. I think they were. So like what I did just seemed kind of stupid. But like I recorded my knees. Just so, <laughs> so, so it didn't look like I was recording her. Because also like I'm someone who was like I very much like to be in the moment. So I don't like to be like on my phone. So like I did snap like a couple pictures throughout the thing just to like have them. But I like had my notebook. I was taking notes. So like I recorded my knees. So I would just have her answer. <laughs> I need to figure out how to just get the audio of it. But but yeah. It's so all, I was, like it's all show. muffled. It's it's great quality. <laughs> I could at least hear it. Okay. I was so excited. She only answered she was like there was like over 50 questions and she only answered like five. But yours was one of them. Yours was one of them. I know. I was so excited. And you know, you know, when 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 actors and actresses speak at stuff like that and they take questions, they only answer the questions that really kind of intrigue them and only the good questions. So to to know that she answered your question knows just says that you asked one a great question. That's what I was trying to do. I, I literally I took some time. I was like, okay, what would be a really, really good question to ask that would just like really just make sense with this presentation? And I was like, this is, this is, I crafted it. It was beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) So speaking of women in Star Wars, I have only been a part of this podcast for, I don't even know how long, but it hasn't been very long. Uh, Probably a few months for me. You guys have been a part of this podcast for a while. Uh, but this podcast isn't anything small. We're number two on Apple for Star Wars, number two on Spotify for Star for Star Wars, and we're top 100 for TV and film worldwide. We have fans all across the globe. We had a fan in Germany leave us a voicemail on Anchor one time, which was kind of weird, but kind of cool <laughs> at the same time because we didn't understand what they were saying. It was translated into English. Oh, okay. <laughs> it, but it was it was like somebody wrote it in German and someone was reading it, like trying to translate it, and it was kind of okay. broken a little bit. So it was it was it was kind of weird, but it was it was cool. Still, that's that's awesome. Like to think it's, that we get to like touch these people that like we never get to meet, but are just all across the globe. Like that's so awesome. Like the fans are incredible. Like if you're listening, you're incredible. I'm telling you. <laughs> so today. We got an email from a fan in Vancouver Island, Canada, um, a 10-year-old girl named Maya. Now, I'm going to read what she wrote us, and then I'm going to let you guys kind of respond because I think, Ray, she has actually talked to you directly in her email. Okay. (laughs) So she says, I just wanted to send you guys an email telling you guys how awesome your podcast is. My name is Maya. I am 10 years old and I have been a Star Wars fan since I was seven and at seven years old and introduced it to myself. Your podcast has been a great way to have info and all these awesome hosts on the podcast. You guys are super funny and amazing to listen to. I would love if you could do some more commentaries on the saga. Keep up the good work on the show. Please continue uploading these episodes. Make many Mondays, make my Mondays so much better. I would really like to go to the Star Wars celebration once COVID is done and was wondering your opinion on it. Thank you so much for, ta- for taking time to read this email. Have a great week. Padawan Maya. Oh. P.S. Please, so cute. Oh, sorry. P.S. <laughs> please, please tell Ray that Queen's Peril is a great book to read more about Sabe. <laughs> Ooh, I have I read that book I think in two days. It was amazing. I adore it so much. 
So the Have fact that done? she signed her name Padawan Maya. Adorable. Oh my gosh. And the my fact heart. that she wants us to do more commentaries on the saga. She's 10 years old and she's already as big as nerd as we are. And that's amazing. It is so cute. I'm going to pull up a picture. It's going to melt everybody's heart. And I'm going to leave it up there for a minute because I love it so much. This is 10-year-old Maya from Look Vancouver Island, Canada. Dressed up amazing. as a Mandalorian. Mandalorian amazing costume. Mandalorian costume. You look so good, Maya. It's it's so like as someone who builds costumes myself, armor is something I will never understand how you build it, how you assemble it. That is just way out of my comfort zone. And anytime I see somebody with armor like that, I'm just so in awe. It is so, so well done. Mm-hmm. I Especially love it. At 10 years old, like most 10 year old kids are going to have like, you know, like the, the costume you get from like the Halloween store. Like this is this is legit. Yeah, this is like, this is a legit costume. Yeah, and, she looks so good. And my hats off to her parents, the Star Wars fans that just encouraged her daughter, their daughter, to be who she is yes. and love what love what she loves. That is an amazing, amazing costume. So hats off to them. Hats mm-hmm. off to you, Maya, young Padawan. Just yeah, um, I'm kind of tearing up a little bit. Oh. It's so cute. It's it's crazy. Tear up. Yeah. Imagine if this is what she's doing now, what kind of a cosplayer she'll be in the future. Oh, she's uh, amazing. What kind of imagine if she actually has a future in Star Wars? Imagine she becomes a part of uh, helping Lucasfilm out in the future. Where did she get her start? At Star Wars Stuff Podcast. That's where she got her start. Oh. Yeah, she was in school. <laughs> You're going to make uh, me cry. Oh. That's I why mean, we're here to just like just to bring Star Wars to people and just share our love of something. That just means so much to us. Like, oh. yeah, it's amazing. It, it really is. And I can't, I can't really go out and say like how, like, it's crazy to me how much people we, we can touch with what we say and how many people actually listen to our show. So if you guys have a message for young Maya, please, the floor is yours. I have a message for her, but I will say it last if you guys don't mind. So Absolutely. if you guys have, if you guys have something to say, please go. Um, I guess I can try and go first. All right. Um, so, like, when I was in high school, which obviously she's not old enough to be in high school yet, but I got bullied for my obsessive love of Disney. And looking back, if I can say one thing, is do not let anybody tell you what you can and can't like. Because Disney brought me so much joy. And if it brings you joy, then love the crap out of it with all of your being if it brings you joy because that's what's important and knowing that you love star wars so much makes my heart so happy because i wasn't into star wars when i was younger and i i really wish i had been and it's it's an amazing universe and i can't wait to see what you will be up to soon because that costume is amazing as a costumer it it's it's amazing Yeah, going off of what Ray said, I I did grow up on Star Wars and Disney, and I was always kind of like, it was not the popular thing to like in my high school, not at all. I was not one of the popular kids, and I was also very insecure, so not a good mix, but I always, always wanted to cosplay. I I would just like see people do it and be like, oh my gosh, that's so cool, but I never had the courage to do it myself just because of, you know, kids are mean, so just do never 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 let bullies or anyone make you feel like you can't do what you want to do because looking back if i could change one thing i would do those things i would i would cosplay i would have been i would have been a bigger star wars fan um so just promise me maya that you will never ever let the bullies change you just stay true to who you are and keep on going girl Exactly. Loving Star Wars and cosplay makes life more fun. Makes yeah. it more exciting. <laughs> it's so fun. It, it, it really is. And Star Wars played a huge part in my life growing up and is one of the reasons like I literally take a lot of my life lessons from Star Wars. 
And the fact that you are 10 years old and you are into Star Wars as much as we are is truly amazing. Uh, so first off, thank you for being a listener, but mostly thank you for being who you are as a person. We are better to have you a part of the Star Wars family than you will ever know. So thank you, young Padawan. I do. I really, really do appreciate it. All right, guys, if if you guys don't have anything else, I think that wraps it up for the night. Um, thanks, guys, for listening. We appreciate you every week coming and joining us on, on this show. May the force be with you. Always. Always.